It's Jax. What up, Dallas? Let's go. Martin Luther had a dream, but Freddy Krueger had a Ruger. X Malcolm hopped the picture, so now we back to the future. Now we back to these losers embracing death like they used to. Poking out they just, but listen, son, now you leaking that future. Huh? So who's the shooter? Hum, is it your man? Or was it a fan? Or was it a stand? Huh? I would beg to differ. In hindsight, I bet you he said he was not a nigga. Plus Biggie Smalls was just minding his business, yo. Smoking an Optimo. Somebody got to drop the homie Biggie. He's got to go. And they couldn't stop it, no, I wish that they could Yeah, the world needs change, but man, I wish that we would So what a long frown, a man home from a four pound His blood ripples on the floor from the war sound His mama sitting at the wake, hoping the Lord's found Another dead, another gone now, damn George Elliott said that it's best to be what you want to be Fucking do what you want to do So I do what I want to do Bet you did it to floss Bitch, I did what I wanted Bet you did it and lost Bitch, I did it and won it Shit, I'm never coming back Listen, I just want to rap Gee, I told you all of that On about a dozen tracks I don't give a fuck I just, I just, I just want to rap Spitting fire on this track Like a fucking thundercat Plus this mic is bleeding Roho This shit is a no-no Rolling in that low-low Plus I'm from that ball Tomorrow, need a folk, folk, smoking on my logo. Ready for the woe, and we so so silly with the flow. Somebody call a bobo. Heard the lanes, and I swear they so so too much love for the fame. Just to go broke. You said they got the rap game and the show card. No, I think I got the whole world in a rope. Don't gotta think a damn dog, you crazy. Is he the next Jay Z? My crystal ball is hazy, but I don't know. Maybe. Welcome back to the Insane Check Podcast. It's your host, Chris, here. And uh, we are here with episode seven. What's it? 747? I mean, 647. Of the Insane Check Podcast, we're going to talk about some of the crazy things that been happening in the last couple of weeks because we've uh, taken I've taken a couple couple of weeks off. Being joined today by my man, all the way from the West Coast, Tim, People's Critic. What's going on, man? What's up, man? I just saw the Harriet Tubman movie, and I'm shocked they had her kill Abraham Lincoln. Not oh. accurate. Well, he was a zombie, so it made sense. He was a zombie when she murdered him. Yeah, we're gonna in the theater. We're, we're gonna we're gonna talk more about that. <laughs> we gotta talk about that. It's been insane. It's one of those things where you send you see a movie, you, you might you, you you have some feelings about a movie, and then you start seeing people who haven't seen the movie uh, start talking about things. You're like, but that's not what happened in the wait. No, that's oh god damn it! You're gonna make me defend this movie. It didn't happen that way. So, yeah. Um, I know. We'll, never go, we'll get into Harry right after this. Before we get into that, I do want to say, because we, we have had a couple weeks off, um, uh, I am put, I'll put the schedule out for most of the MTR network of what, we're, we're, we'll, what we'll be having coming out over the next month. So we are officially in November. Um, mm-hmm. I, was ju- I just did a mailbag with um, Deepom. We'll get that out soon. Probably around the same time this comes out, it'll be on the Super Tuesday recap feed. But it was so funny. This feels like both it, this this year has gone. Twenty nineteen feels like it's gone by really fast and also really really slow. It's mm-hmm. like but in both of those, like I don't understand. Like, it's you see, it's like that was me. That yeah. was me. I saw people like costuming as us for Halloween. Mm-hmm. I was like, that was this year. Yo, dude, yeah, <laughs> us. Um, I was talking to him. Sazam like, came out this year. Sazam was this year. I was like, oh shit, it was. This oh year. yeah, it was this year. <laughs> right, it's just so many things. Like I do, yeah. I track, I do track my year by movies just because of how many movies I see and when they come out. 
Um, but same. it feels like it's such a long 2019. But then also, same sun's like it's November already. Really? I feel like it was yeah. just July. What the hell? Yeah. So, um, so just because I got so much stuff going on here, uh, and I want to get some kind of schedule for you all. So. Uh, we have the show today. Uh, we'll have an insanity check, I believe, coming up on the 9th and the 10th with Jeff. It might get pushed a week, depending on what his what his schedule's like. We'll have those. And then we'll be one more insanity check. Episode 649 will come sometime in December. I'm working on lining up the guests for that right now. But there's only going to be, after this episode, only two more insanity checks for uh, 2019. And that's just because, honestly, um, and I know it's kind of crazy because it's like the the race for for elections rate is heating up and things are happening. I don't give a shit about any of that. Uh, <laughs> I honestly, it's just I'm tired. I am tired between work, uh, getting this house built, um, the movies that we have coming out because there's gonna be a shit ton of stuff coming on the movie trailer review feed just so we can watch yeah. all these movies. There's TV shows I got to get caught up tonight on uh, uh, Watchmen. I gotta uh, I gotta finish. Uh, I want to at least try to finish. Uh, Jack Ryan season two, like between all that and then the the fucking um in like nine days or something like that or or shorter we got um yeah, actually it's nine days exactly because today's the third right yeah today's the third yeah the third uh, yeah. we got nine days until uh Disney Plus drops the Mandalorian so yeah I I just and then Star Trek coming back like yeah I need the break so um you're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take the breaks for the insanity check so. Uh, we'll be doing two more shows this year and then we'll come back in January with episode 650, uh, the beginning of 2020. We'll do that. Um, on the character corner side, uh, we'll have next week, uh, Deep Palm and I are going to, we, we were going to do t- part two of new mutants. We decided because of the Claremont stuff, it's only like 20 more issues. We're going to roll that into the Claremont X-Men part four. We'll be recording that next, uh, next weekend as well. So we'll have that. That'll be the last numbered character corner of 2019. Uh, Then we'll have the pull list that comes out in December sometime, hopefully after uh, Doomsday Clock comes out. And then that'll also give us some time to rest, relax, read up on some of the stuff, and then we'll come back hitting hard with some uh, some shows we have. We have some ideas for shows we want to do for the character corner uh, coming in 2020. So... Um, but yeah, that's the, and then obviously Super Tuesday recap will just follow the shows, um, the schedule of those shows. I think December 10th is the last crossover until they go on break until January. So we'll be on a regular schedule for that show then. And then unfortunately with the movies, we just review movies when they come out and we got a ton of that stuff. So if you are a premium member, you already got two premium episodes this month with, uh, Terminator, Dark Fate, and Harriet. We put those up there along with the non-spoiler reviews. And just because we review so many movies, we'll be doing that more often. We're, food, we're, we're movies where we want to have a larger discussions. We'll do a quick uh, 20 minutes or less for movie trailer reviews feed. Put that up there so you guys can hear that. And then if you're a premium member, you can come back and listen to us talk a little bit longer on uh, the spoiler reviews. And that allows us to get the spoiler reviews out for you faster. Also get premium content out fa- for you faster. So that'll be happening. Hopefully, and I haven't scheduled this yet, we'll get Tim, Joy, Roe, and myself together, and we'll be having a Black Critic Roundtable to discuss some of the stuff out there, because I know um, I would love to get, uh, it was me, Roe, and Brandon talking about Harriet. I would definitely love to get you and Joy and others on to kind of talk about that and some other films 
uh, that we saw this year because um, it, it there is a lot of films this year. <laughs> it's a lot of good ones. It's a lot of good ones. Yeah, you know what? And I'm saying I, I said this to um, I said this about Joy and Rowe. There's a lot of good films, but I feel like there's even better performances. Maybe the uh, maybe the film itself isn't one that I would nominate for like best picture, but there's some performances out there that have been really really good. That right. I kind of wish that the the best actor or best supporting actor actresses uh, category was larger than just five, because I mm-hmm. have a larger list for that than I do for best picture. I know I'm starting to we we do our voting in about a month for our critical association. So I'm trying to like start narrowing down mm-hmm. things that I've seen and, and performances that I've liked. Because I don't like showing up sitting in front of my laptop trying to you know plow through <laughs> 200 movies. So I'm trying right. to like do some of that now. Yeah. It's tough. There's a lot of good performances this year. Yeah, like I wouldn't necessarily say that Two Popes is a great movie just because of some of the. And you read my review about that, just you know, kind of downplaying some of the evilness of Pope Benedict. But those two performances between Anthony Hopkins and Jonathan Price are really, really good though. Like they're good yeah. performances. So. There's a lot of that, you know, there's a whole thing, you know, people, you know, have multiple feelings on the Joker film, but everybody says that Joaquin Phoenix has a great performance in that film. So there's a lot of good in that. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of that going on where there might not be a film that you want to do, but the performances themselves, but this has been a really good performance year out there. Um, I have feel, I don't know if you saw, I have feelings on clemency, but Alfred Woodard. I didn't didn't, didn't see that yet. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's rough. You know, like, Brandon and yeah, Ashley saw wow. that right after Just Mercy, and I was like, "That's a bad idea. That's a bad mix. <laughs> too heavy. See, that's too heavy, right back and forth there." But um, yeah. So uh, we kind of mentioned it here. Uh, Harriet. Um, there's Harriet. A, yeah. Um, it's a movie. It's a movie <laughs> about, Har- about Harriet Tubman. About, about Harriet Tubman. Um, and people have various various opinions on it. Uh, you know, when they go see it, like. My thing is, it's it's a fine movie. It has good performances. It's the safe, it's the safe Harriet Tubman film. Right. Uh, what I was saying after I watched it was like, this is the kind of movie I could see someone showing my nephew in middle school to mm-hmm. teach him about Harriet Tubman. Yes. Like a history teacher would just put on at the end of the year, be like, ah, right, you guys watch this Harriet movie, and have to worry about any nudity, any like extreme violence. It's not sort of the the slavery, it, torture, porn stuff that we see usually. It's none of that. It's just sort of like, here's the story that's probably historically inaccurate, but hits some of the high points. Yeah. It's, and doesn't really, doesn't drill down into anything. This is like, this is the thing that happened. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a film that you could, that you can, you can let your, your class watch without having to send them home with the, the, the permission slip. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. It's, it's, you know, cause like th- th- we've, we've seen that before, right? You know, there, there, there are the movies that they can show you and there's movies that would be like, well, you got to get your mom to sign this permission slip to say you can watch this. And if you don't get the signature, then you got to go watch, like, The Land Before Time in the other room while we watch this. You know, so right, it's right, definitely right, not right, that film. Land right? Before Time. Right. You know, it's just, it's just not it's, – it's not that, right? Um, and I think the frustrating thing is the title card at the end seems like the more interesting movie oh. where it's, it's Harriet as a spy and Harriet leading a troop during the Civil War. Like, like – that's the more interesting Harriet story. That is the that was the, one of the more infuriating things for me when you get to the <laughs> end of the thing and they show you, yeah, she was a spy for the Union. She worked as a spy for the Union Army, and then also she was a, like one of the like one of three women to ever lead an armed expedition of of uh, of uh, an armed expedition period in the U.S. And I'm just like, that's your Wait, story. <laughs> it, you know what? It, you know what it reminded me. Of? It reminded me of when you're sitting there in episode four and you're reading the title card of episode four and you're going like, "Wait, 
Show me that movie. <laughs> yeah, I want to see me, that. I want to see that. I want to see Rogue One, not Episode Four, where I watch this little, you know, um, this whiny, whiny kid Skywalker go through. Like, what? Show me that film. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Now the problem is there. There are two things, right? Well, I think I want to say there's one thing. Um, the whole thing, and I'm not gonna go da- dig deep down into it because, as I said before, I come to the point in my life where I just don't give a fuck anymore. Um. It's the whole Sympathy Arrivo uh, commentary on, you know, black Americans and she's anti-black American and all this other stuff. Uh, look, guys, look, maybe this is me being problematic, whatever. Here's the thing. I don't care. And also, I don't know if she's anti-black American. I think she says some dumb stuff. And I think like, I think her sentiment is something that a lot of people carry. She just tweeted it, which I wouldn't have done. Right. But But also that was a while ago. Right, Not like this was, and so on the press run, this isn't like Liam Neeson talking about hunting down black people on a press tour. <laughs> right, right, right. I had, I, I, had, I had fantasies about hunting down black people. Whoa, 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 Liam, <laughs> Liam, let's, let's, let's calm this down a little bit. So you're right, and 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 I'm not going to try to tell people how to feel about that. You feel how you feel. If you feel a certain way and like you cannot support her in these films, by all exactly. means, do that. Right. I honestly, yep. though, at this point, don't care. And the reason why I don't care is because that's everyone. Everyone has right. something. I can find something on everyone. And so I, I've had to just to survive, all right? I've had to make certain 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 allowances and certain choices, all right? R. Kelly's of the world, they're raping little girls. I'm not right. going to allow that, right? I'm not going to allow the Kanye West, who clearly is having a mental breakdown or something's going on with him, while also lifting up a white supremacist. I'm going to draw a line there. Right. I'm not going to... I'm, 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 I just can't get all the way down to... Digging into the tweets of uh, Cynthia Arrivo and giving a shit about it. I just I, but if I that's just don't. The, but if that's the line for you, that's, that's the line. fine. And that's the line. That's the line. Then that's, that's the line. Live yeah. that line. Stay on that line. That's you. Do you. You got your thing, right? And I'm fine with that. The problem then came down to people then lying about the movie, right? So there's a lot of people. Blatant lies. Like blatant lies, which, and again, if you have a problem, there are legitimate problems with this film, with it being safe, all right? There are legitimate problems with that. You don't have to go up and lie about the film and saying things like, I think the first one I saw was that she had a love affair with, like they were they had a romance between her and the slave owner, the white guy. I can't remember the, the white actor who plays the slave owner. Um, yeah. But there was, and I'm like, he was he, he was the primary love interest in the film. Yeah, he was the primary love interest in the film. And I'm like, no, he wasn't. Okay, so my question to you is, where do you think someone would get that from? So I think what people got it from is, and they were because they were the people that were these ADOS people that were sending the the, the the screenshots of the reviews. I think what they were showing was uh, they were quoting lines from other reviews that basically said the relationship between the two characters, and I think people right. immediately went from relationship to ah love interest, which is. That is is a huge leap. The, That's a stretch. It's a I huge mean, there stretch. is a, like a throwaway line where they talk about how friendly they were as kids and how she prayed for him when he was sick. Right. But that's kind of it. There's yeah. no. He's not lusting after her. There's never a moment. Like right. the first moment they have alone, he tells her, "Why are you praying? God doesn't listen to niggers." Mm-hmm. Like, like that's what he tells her. Yeah. So there's no like moment of like. They're alone. He's like, I'm sorry. Right. There, it's like, <laughs> so this idea, and, and it's like, 
in, in maybe there was everybody that said that his love for her, but it was like the and I said this and when some talking to this on, on my on my Facebook timeline. It's like it's this love for like it's that false love that abusers have, right? That he's well, exactly. a slave owner and he sees her as part of his property, and he's trying to entice her to come back to being a slave because he has his own reason. It's not a love. It's not he loves her. It's not. You know, it, this this is not some um, Thomas Jefferson secret love child type deal type love here. It's Sally Hemmings. Like, that's not what this is, right? No, not, it's not at, that. at all. And they don't even try to go down that path of it. She clearly mm-hmm. has a husband. She clearly they deal with that as a whole big thing on that. So the the, right. the whole thing and of also, right. And also, it's out of context, right? Because because the context of the film is they're losing money, and his mom tells him the only standard we have is the slaves that we have. Exactly. And so that's 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 what's motivating him to try to persuade her to come back right not a love for her the fact that they're they're going broke and they're and the people are pressuring them to sell their land yes that is and so so when you add that context in there it made it even dumber right so there's that yeah then there was a whole thing of well they made uh the black bounty hunter who was hunting down runaway slaves the main antagonist uh, antagonist of the film and i was like no that's not true either I want to say he might he he's there, but he's hired by the main antagonist of the film, which is the white slave owner. Yeah, and is there? And I don't want to go into some spoilers here because the film did just come out. But there was another piece to that too that people sit there and say, and I'm like, again, going back to the first part, it's like you're missing you're missing important context there. And now I do know some people are like they feel like the that that was. Um, uh, stretching the because uh, Harry Tubman never interacted with a black bounty hunter uh, of runaway slaves that they was uh, adding creative license and they didn't add that into the film and for that I'm like fine if that's where you want to draw your line on these type of films and that's okay but I honestly feel like most people don't draw those lines on these kind of films they don't because you, so, you know what movie had a, a white savior and it was historically inaccurate put in the film to save the day Hidden figures, but people didn't pile on hidden figures about that. Like right. That Kevin Costner character is not a real person, and that never. Yeah, that he's, never he's an amalgamation of like three different three three other different uh, uh, people, right? It's like right, you know, and and there was still support behind that film to go see that film and and get it. So and and honestly, to be fair, that's also a better film. <laughs> I want to make this very very clear. That's yeah, also a better be film, so it was able to do that, and I'm fine with that, and I'm fine if you have these problems with the historical accuracy. Okay, but then I was talking to Rod about this on, on my timeline, and I, I just had this thing. It's like, I think a lot of people also need to just have this, you need to have this moment with yourself to figure out, maybe you're just not into these films. I know I'm not. Like, the only reason why I saw Harriet is because literally I was killing time, and I had time at the Middleburg Film Festival. It had not, I had not been there, I probably never would have seen Harriet. Because, honestly, I'm not for slave films. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm just, they're just not my thing, and it's not the whole. Well, you know, because how white? It's not about the white people. White people feel about these films and how they portray us and stuff like that. It's like they fall into two categories for me, right? The first one is how Harry falls in, which is they, in order to make a more palatable film, it is watered down, right? And so it's more entertainment value than actual historical value. And and in that case, what happens is you end up not telling the more interesting stories, because I feel like right. if you told the story of her being a spy for the Union Army, if you told the story of her being leading this arm, the more interesting aspects of of, of Harriet Tubman 
aren't as uh, palatable to wider audiences as this one's being told here. Um, And then the second piece is, if you then tell them to be more historically accurate, I think they're harder to swallow. I still have not seen 12 Years a Slave. Yes. I still have not. I refuse to see 12 Years a Slave because I just like... I'm good. I don't need to see that shit. I was not going to go see Birth of the Nation even before the whole Nate Parker thing. I was not going to go see Birth of the Nation. I do not need to see that stuff. I don't want to see that stuff. I understand that it's our history. I understand that stuff is there. But honestly, real for real, I don't need to see it. I'm good. Not not, not, your, not your form of entertainment. It's not my form of entertainment. And it's not even about, about the idea of, oh, well, because it's slavery. I don't need to sleep. It's just like, honestly, I just... It's like romantic comedies. I don't watch romantic comedies. I don't I like, you know, uh, I think what last Christmas is coming out this week. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I told Brandon I was going to say, he was like, why are you going to say I was like, you're right. Why am I going to go see this? I don't want to see this shit. Thankfully, Dr. Sleep comes on the same night. So I, I can easily make that choice. But like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, no, I don't want to see that film. So I'm like, I don't go to see them. So I feel that the same way comes with these types of slave films. I feel like if they were to really give you the, the Harriet Tubman story you, you, you need, and you want to see that's historically accurate. One, it's a horror film, right? Because, I mean, honestly, they yada yada the fact that she ran, what, 100 miles to, to freedom. But, like, 100 miles in the dark with, with no street lamps, with no can't, no flashlights. Can't read. Can't read. <laughs> nothing like that. Nigga, that's a horror story. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, nigga, I ain't that, walking. That journey in itself is like a nightmare. Nigga, I ain't walking the street, the, the, through the woods across from my dad's house to, the, to, to, a, to a road I know is there. I'm not walking through that at night with no fucking flashlight. A hundred miles? Nigga, I ain't doing that shit. Yeah. Like, it's like, essentially like a hair trying to survive the purge. Yeah, what, what, what did you eat? <laughs> How did you survive? Like, I don't want, like, th- to go into that level of detail turns into something that, like, I don't know if anybody, that's, that's going to be hard to watch. Right, and also I don't know how cinematic it is. Right, it, probably it, a yeah. cool story, but like you, I think there's a certain level of skill in telling that story right. and making it interesting. Right, exactly. So, uh, and, and not that not that the director's not skilled, but you know it's a certain level of skill that's that's, that's necessary. There's a difference between reading a story in a in a in a in a, histori- in a history book, and then making that story something that people want to sit for two hours and watch. It just is. Right. All right. right. And. I'm gonna be honest, and having seen films like Just Mercy and Clemency, I can tell you, ah, man, I don't know how much of these black pain stories I can sit through in a year. I just, I don't know. I, I, my, I honestly, same thing with Detroit. Detroit was well-made film, but also right. it was black torture porn at times, and I was like, absolutely not, not doing that. You know, Fruitvale right. Station, heard is a great film. Never have seen Fruitvale Station because absolutely not. I know how that ends. Not doing that to myself. So, like, I, I think, and I think a lot of people fall in that category, and they don't. They feel guilty by saying that, mm-hmm. you know. And and so I think you should own that. And also, the flip side of that is, don't shame people and tell them they have to see this shit. I was seeing people go, well, you know, you need to go support this film, or don't say that you can't support other black films. Don't don't be surprised when other black films don't get made. Like, all right, pause. That that argument doesn't fly no more. It just doesn't, right? In the in the in in, in the years following, you know, Get Out, uh, Us, uh, 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 Black Panther, 
and all the straight out of Compton and all these other things that made money and made it to theaters, you don't get to make that argument that I have to see this this torture porn or this slave movie in order for these black films to get made. Tyler Perry just opened yeah. up a huge ass fucking theater, right? I can say what you want about Tyler Perry. He has his whole own theater, uh, uh, theater has his own studio lot now that that films can be made at. So you don't get to make that argument that I have to see these films in order. For, uh, for them to be made. People made the same argument about uh, Red Tails. Wasn't a good film, <laughs> I but I, you yeah. have to go see Red Tails or they're not going to make these stories anymore. I'm like, mm, I'll be okay. Yeah. I, I don't buy that argument. So. All right. Um, but yeah, it's just been, it was it was funny watching people take these stances but, on this film. But people then, lied and said like, the craziest lie I saw, which was accompanied by a clip that was out of context and sort of cut off at the right moment was that that Harriet needed saving from the white man from the black bounty hunter. Oh, uh, and and then he yeah. forgave her. He for, she forgave him. And I was like, that's not even remotely what happens in the film. And mm-hmm. they just put the clip of him telling Harry, "I'm gonna kill you," and then getting and then bigger long getting shot mm-hmm. and cutting it off. Uh, yeah. I was like, well. Yeah, if you watch the rest of that clip, right. like he chases after Harriet, and then Harriet's not killing him is more to do with her faith than like absolving him of slavery. Yeah, she definitely does not absolve him. Yeah, because she tells him people shouldn't own other people. Like <laughs> God <laughs> don't mean people to scene. own people. Like that line is. I'm sorry. The, some of the dialogue in that film is terrible. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> but also, she shoots, she shoots him in the hand. Right, like, she shoots him. So it's not like she's hand off. Like it's like, come on. Like it's she's like, oh, massa, I forgive you. And he's not trying to save Harriet from him. Right. He's killing his his Negro who disobeyed him because he told people a million times, I want her taken alive. Right. So when Bigger Long goes to kill her, obviously he's like, no, I'm shooting you in the head because you're just another Negro, and who's going to stop me from shooting you? Because mm-hmm. I want her alive because she's my property. Right. That's, That's it. It's, and, it it's, and it's a trope we've seen in all kind of action movies where the underling is doing something the big boss doesn't want and the big boss kills him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, but, it's, it, but framing it is like he saved her. <laughs> like, but again, stop. it's it's the – you can frame anything. And the thing that got me too, and and this is – this isn't going to bother me the most about all this was – especially when we're leading into a, an election year is – how easy people went with the lie. Yeah, man. Over and, and like, I literally had people come in and were trying to tell me that, and I'm like, none of y'all have seen the fucking film, but I have. Yeah. And you I'm telling you, and, and I'm telling you that's not what happened. And then there was no, all right, my bad. Let me delete that tweet. Let me do that. It was just kind of going on and kind of, or moving on to, well, well, Cynthia Riva doesn't like uh, black Americans. So that's really my issue with it. I'm like, mm, no, see, you're just trying to search for an issue. Maybe you do have a feeling about her with that way, but you pushing lies on that, you know, that was my takeaway. It's the same as yours. It's like, I, I I watched it happen in real time, which was really scary. I had never seen a lie like that travel in real time, and people just retweet and and quote tweet, quote retweet something that they hadn't seen, and it's taking people's word for it. And people who I imagine they trust to tell them the truth are telling them lies or spreading lies. I've seen people make this the spreading this video this girl made of her going on a rant, and it was apparent from the rant that she hadn't seen the movie. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, you haven't seen this movie because you're saying a bunch of stuff that's not true. Um, 
She's not saying she hadn't seen the movie. She's just telling people why they should boycott. But here's the thing. These people will never have to apologize for what they've done. They'll just move on to their next outrage. Yeah. No, They're never going to have to be like, oh, you know what, man? I was 100% wrong about the, the things I didn't like about this film. The stuff that I was spreading wasn't true. No. Oh, and the thing that They're got me was YouTube videos and everything well, about it. And the thing that got me about it was I was telling people was like as I was saying this was like listen there are plenty of things not to like about this film. You don't mm-hmm. have to make things up. It's like like you're not that far off in saying and, and if you want to go to the route of it doesn't do uh, uh, Harriet Tubman justice, I'm in agreement with you on that one. You can go right. down that route and and listen to people who actually have seen the film who tell you that you are 100% right on that. But to go down this path of Oh, these things, which again, like you said, are purposely taken out of order and out of context to to trend and, and get people riled up, and then people went with it. People went with it so hard, and and what, what gets me about it is it wasn't just the Harry thing, right? It's it's seeing how, especially as we get into an election season, like to this day, I still see people complaining about uh, or making the making the jokes and the comments about how. Hillary Clinton tried to appease the black people by carrying hot sauce in her bag. Oh, yeah. And 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 it drives me crazy because I'm like, but like, because to me, it shows you the staying power of a lie and how right. viral it can go and how hard it is to combat that. I'm like, I can show you, I can show you newspaper clippings from her back in when she was a, the, the first lady. Talking about how she has a thing for hot sauce. Like, that is her thing. Like, everybody who knows Hillary Clinton, who personally knows her, knows that is her thing, right? It's, it was not some trying to appease to black people. It is, everybody knows Hillary Clinton is a hot sauce fiend. She carries a mm-hmm. case of hot sauce with her everywhere she goes. That is just what she does. But because people have an opinion about her already, they would rather go with that lie and and spread it and keep going with it versus going, all right, cool, that's fine. And I'm like, that's the problem you face, right? That is the problem Mm -hmm. we're always going to face is that it's always easier for the lies to to, to stick. It's easier for people to go with Crooked Hillary than to go, oh, no, actually this, this, and this, and this. Same thing with this Harriet movie. I'm sitting the entire time I'm going, like, guys, if there's things you want, do this. And I went through a whole, I had two whole threads. I had someone then come up to me and be like, well, I'm hearing you say that this is wrong, but you're not giving any rebuttal about that. And I reply back to him. I'm like, I have two fucking threads and I have a whole ass written review and an audio review and a premium review for premium members who go into the exact details of this. You're not trying to find the answers. You don't want to, mm-hmm. you don't want to hear the truth because it doesn't fit into the narrative that you're trying to push. Yeah, it's easier to slam dunk and get these jokes off than it is to be like, well, actually, that's not that's not factual. I mean, there's still people today that I know for a fact were pushing that Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump are the same side or two sides of the same coin. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. That now, as we're ramping up this time again, it's all that don't don't shame people into voting. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Y'all blaming us for this and this and this. I'm like, yes, you all don't seem to understand that. Again, this goes into the whole thing with uh, Facebook, and we're kind of jumping around here, but Facebook's whole right. thing of not wanting to deny uh, political ads that they know are false, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, you guys realize how dangerous that is, but so many of you all pushed dangerous and false things during the election cycle last time, and then took no responsibility yeah. for it. So which way is it? Is Zero. It, right, so is it, is it that the, the false ads that politi- politicians are running that Facebook is, is allowing are wrong, and, and that we shouldn't allow the pushing of lies... 
Or is it just not okay when politicians pay for it, but it's okay when you do it? Right, right. Right. Yeah, so. it's fascinating to watch people, and it just, like you said, no responsibility, and they'll just move on. They will just casually yeah. act as if, we've seen, we've seen people who we know are on TV all the time push that, you know, Hillary's no different than, than Trump, and but then be outraged by the stuff Trump is doing. And I want to be like, did you think Hillary was going to do any of this kind of stuff? It's, it's, did you, did you genuinely think she was going to do any of this? No, probably not. It's interesting to me watching all the moderate and Republican conservative commentators like Joe Scarborough and, and and Mika Brzezinski and all of them about how all of them laughed at, at quote unquote liberals who were claiming that, that Donald Trump would, would 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 wreck the constitution and would be a travesty and would lock people up and do all these things how they used to back in 2015 and 2016 mock people who were saying those things saying that stuff would never happen and we have checks and balances it never happened now we're here and we're looking in 2019 them all going oh this is a constitutional crisis and all this other stuff who could have seen this was happening i'm like everyone we all everyone, did. everyone told you. We Hillary told, told you, you on the debate stage. Yeah, yeah, and you, you, you laughed. You said that that wasn't possible and that wouldn't happen, but we told you that was going to happen. But because yeah. it didn't happen right at that moment, you let it go, and right. here we are. So, I think people, people, because Hillary was right, they let that their dislike of her cloud the fact that she was on point about a lot of stuff she said about this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People She's don't factual like about yeah. it. Absolutely. But they don't like her, so it's like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I means what it is. So So anyway, yeah, see see Harriet for yourself. I was glad to see people on, on Twitter be like, hey, I'm glad I saw it for myself. Because a lot of what I read on here wasn't true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, if you come in with the knowledge of what it, the kind of film it is. And, and honestly, having seen the trailer... I don't know how you can be that surprised by the type of film it is. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like it probably didn't live up to the trailer. I also know personally myself, this is like these are just not the films for me. They're they're just not. Yeah. I I don't care to see them. I just don't. I know, but I know that about myself. And I think a lot of people need would, would do a lot better by knowing themselves and just saying. I mean, like I said, there's a reason why I didn't go see Joker. I know myself. Like, don't need to sit. Don't need to sit through that. And torture myself. I don't have. I don't have fear of missing out. I really don't. <laughs> I really, really don't. And there's enough movies to see. I can. I can trust me. I can. I can afford to miss out on some things. Um, I do want to say one thing because uh, we did kind of jump to some more heavy stuff, and I did want to kind of bring back because uh, this is uh, this is the third day, and um, you know, uh, he has risen. The 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 Popeye chicken sandwich is back. He's uh, back. I saw that. Yeah. The lines are already around, wrapped around. Um, Popeyes has brought the chicken sandwich back on a Sunday, by the way, just to kind of poke, poke, yeah, poke, <laughs> poke, poke, poke it at uh, a Chick-fil-A who is not open on Sundays. Um, and um, yeah, I'm I'm hoping to get one this time because I, I did not get one last time. Have you had one? I have not had one yet. Yeah, so I'm hoping um, this time around I can, I can grab one. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try tomorrow at work. I'm, I'm going to try to see if I can leave. Leave the office and go over to the Popeyes around the corner for me, because and, and try to get one. I'm hoping they won't have the lines that I see. I live in a pretty black area, so I hate to say it, but we no. love our, we love our fried, fried chicken. But it's just like that's just that's just the stereotype is real. I know this is one of those stereotypes. I feel like we should just we should accept, yo. It's just yeah. just accept it, a- accept it. Like I um, 
I'll never forget that story I told that one time when I was living back in Atlanta and um I walked into this uh the uh this, this Chinese food place that also you know Chinese food place have great fried chicken. So I'm sitting in the Chinese food place and this white dude walks in behind me and it was that Dave Chappelle skit. He asked me what's good here and before I could answer he's like the chicken isn't. I was like, God damn it! Because I was about, because I was <laughs> also about to order of five. I was about to order of five wings and fries, and I was like, Yeah, the chicken was good. Yeah, God damn it! I just felt like such a stereotype that day. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So get your get your Popeye chicken sandwich. I'm hoping. Uh, well, I've I've seen the reports that apparently they have uh, Popeyes has hired more basically surge staff to handle this. Um, wow. I would hope that they, to me, this is one of the things of maybe pay them a little bit more too. Maybe Just a little bit more, maybe pay them a living wage. Possibly, you know, you're working Popeye's. You have to deal with people, you know, all people getting mad cause they didn't get the chicken sandwich they wanted. Um, let's pay, pay them a little more and, and set that up. So we have that, uh, because it's November. We have also reached a point where Christmas music is already playing for two straight months now. <laughs> two straight months of of christmas music and i have to say folks thanksgiving is here it, it, there is a thing there is a holiday in between halloween and christmas um like i i guess the problem is there is no thanksgiving music we need thanksgiving music i don't know what it would be though i don't know what it would be uh, the back of my mind i immediately went to the sounds of native american screaming so that probably is why it probably isn't yeah yeah, yeah it's probably, probably why we don't have it probably why we don't have thanksgiving music um, but, uh, yeah, we are now in the point of, yeah, Christmas music is, are, is about to start playing everywhere you go. Um, and we now have, um, uh, the rust of sales from, from now until the end of the year. So, oh, I, I saw trees and stuff up at Target before Halloween. Jeez, that's, I saw are, all the decorations. Yeah, you, it was already up. That's crazy. That is when you can't even respect Halloween. <laughs> They just, you know, went from straight from Labor Day to Christmas. Hey, Labor Day right to Christmas. Um, but yeah, we got two two uh two months left. Uh time to get that stuff in. Um <clears throat> and uh yeah, I'm it I'm I'm just never prepared. It's like I feel like Christmas kinda of sneaks up on me every year, even though they start playing the Christmas music earlier and earlier. I swear to God, it's gonna get to the point it's gonna be July and they're gonna be playing Christmas music. It, it is. No. <laughs> Christmas it's, it's, in July. Yeah, Christmas in July. It's going to happen. Um, and then eventually it's going to get to that point where the Teen Titans say we're, we're Santa Claus and the Teen Titans is kind of a villain. And he just wants Christmas 24-7 and all and all in year-round Christmas. It's going to get to that point. It's going to be Easter and we're going to be selling really <laughs> Christmas and shit. So. So, listen, I have some friends who love Christmas. They would not mind that at all. They yeah. would love it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. So. Um, just want to make sure everybody's aware. Yeah, just you know, and and at this point, even though I'm mad about it, it's like just stop fighting it. Just embrace it. Just embrace it. Like I'm, I'm literally as we talk about this, I there I have the TV on, and there literally is a Christmas commercial on right now. Yeah, man. It, I, I want it's probably Target. <laughs> this is a Target commercial. Yeah, this is literally a Christmas commercial happening right now with people in Christmas pajamas. I cannot believe it. It is November third. It's Target. Target is doing Christmas commercials already. Like unfucking believable. I'm disgusted by everyone involved. Everyone involved is disgusting. Um, speaking of disgusting, uh, Bill Maher says the dumbest things. 
Oh, I saw that. I don't watch the show. I haven't in I haven't in years. I wish more. So I don't. I don't. I don't even know he's on anymore. I, just, I only see his name pop up when he's either said something stupid or done something stupid or had somebody stupid on. Yeah, that's generally where Bill Maher relies right now. So Bill Maher says vaccine, uh, vaccine autism link is not crazy. We don't know shit. Okay. Of course, the, the, I would think the scientists do know shit, but you know, you know, I. HBO talk show host Bill Maher allowed a, vaccin- a vaccination skeptic to air his views on the discredited link between vac- vaccines and autism on Friday night, and at many points appeared to agree with him. The skeptic, Dr. Jay Gordon, was the first guest on the real on the real time of Bill Maher episode and enjoyed no real pushback from his repeated assert- assertion that uh, vaccines could cause autism. Maher contributed to the con- conversation by sharing his own medical history and by listing off errors of modern medicine. I'm just saying we don't know shit, Mar said. We don't know a lot about how the body works, so how do vaccines fit in, in with it? I don't know all the new chemicals. There's a thousand new chemicals, pollutants, irritants. We didn't use to have all this corn syrup in our bodies, antibiotics. It could be any combina- combination. I'm just a little curious. You're a fucking comedian. You're not a scientist. That's why you don't fucking know. Yeah, he's literally a comedian turned talk show host. Yeah, like... That's why. And he he was probably vac- vaccinated, I imagine. Yes. Yes. We also have like we like there's also we have a global measles outbreaks happening in a record-setting year in 2019. Why is measles making a comeback? Cuz motherfuckers aren't vaccinating. Like that's why. Like don't listen to these dumbasses who don't know science. Nearly the entire medical community agrees that vaccines do not cause autism, as shown by a large number of studies. In just this past year, some parents' refusal to vaccinate their children in places like California and New York led to rise in preventable illnesses that alarmed public health officials and led to some drastic measures. In a county north of New York City, unvaccinated minors were barred from public spaces for several weeks. Uh, Yeah. Although Marr acknowledged the vaccines work, he told his audience, which appeared to be to largely support what he was saying, that the idea that they cause autism still merits debate. You know, to call this 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 crazy person, he told Gordon, really what you're saying to call you call you know, to call you this crazy person, he told Gordon, really what you're just saying is a slower vaccination timetable, maybe less numbers and also take into account individuals. People are different family history, stuff like that. I don't think it's that crazy. More than lent credence to anti-vaccination sentiment, there's all these parents who say, "I have a normal child. Go, uh, I had a, I had a normal child. Got the vaccine." This story keeps coming up. It seems to be more realistic to me. We're just going to be realistic about this. Like it probably happens to, so rarely, but you can't you can't say it happens one in a million times because then somebody could think, "Well, I could be this millionth one." So you scare people. You can you can't say what might be the more realistic option. What might be the more realistic opinion? You know what? Let's play devil's advocate, right? I hate doing that, but let's do that. Let's All say right, let's, let's say that there is a link to autism and vaccine, and it's one in a million. Mm-hmm. Vaccinate your fucking kids. It's one in a million. If you're that millionth, if you're that millionth parent, look at the fucking draw. You got to suck it up. Autism isn't a death sentence. You'll be fine. Like autism, like that's the other thing too that bothers me about this whole thing too, is people make it seem like autism is a death sentence. Yeah, like like like, you, like your kid is getting cancer or yeah, 
HIV or something. Yeah, so your your kid has autism. Okay. You know, there's plenty of people out here living just fine with autism. There's varying there's varying stages and varying types <laughs> of autism as well. Like, autism. like when you say yeah. when you say somebody has autism, it's like there is a wide range of of where that person falls in into having autism. So already off that break, you saying that you're not going to do this because there's a one in a million chance your kid can have autism. I'm like my answer then to you and then, is and then be somewhere on that spectrum, somewhere. right? And then be somewhere on the spectrum somewhere. My answer to you then is and and. You have a you have a better chance one in a million chance you have a better chance of being of being struck by lightning. You don't stop going outside, but, do you? Which also you know what your kid is when he has autism? He's alive. Mm. See, I didn't want to go that far. I didn't want to I didn't want to even bring that up that aspect of it too of well if I didn't if I didn't get the vaccine, my kid wouldn't have autism, but they might be dead. Yeah. They might have measles. Yeah, or they might have some other kind of preventable disease. Hospital for some disease because you didn't want to get them tested. At least, at least they're not somewhere on the spectrum of autism, right? But it also is like again, this one in a million chance. Again, one in a million. Let's say it's one in a million. You that is, there the things that could affect your child that are less odds than that. You don't stop. You don't. You don't stop letting your kid go outside. Kid could be get get bit by a tick and and get Lyme disease. But yeah. you, you do anything about that? You doing? You know? You know? Okay, you're not stopping that. You know, your kid could go outside, get struck by lightning. You don't. You know, okay, not doing about that. You know. Yeah. You know, dog. So, I remember you, I was going to Africa and uh, I had to get all these different vaccines. And uh, of course, people do this; they don't even question it. They don't. They don't not do them because she was like, "Listen, you cannot get these vaccinations, but if you get sick when you come back, we're going to quarantine you." And I was like, "Well, all right, let me get them." Mm-hmm. Like let me let me sit through and, and I'll, get all, I'll all and other countries won't let you in without them. Yeah, like you can't get in without this thing. Gordon, for his part, advised parents to approach vaccines with caution while acknowledging a lack of scientific evidence to back up a stance. I can't prove anything, so I talk quietly. Then maybe you shouldn't talk at all, fucker. Just shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Mar rounding up the episode by speaking to alt right figure Dennis Prager. Uh, Prager U oh, and one of the university that turns out YouTube videos, uh, videos full of Prager's extremist opinions. He joined the University of South California journalism professor Christina uh, Bellatoni and former Bond administration uh, official uh, Richard uh, Segal for a panel discussion, which he a discussion which he falsely asserted that Russia did not attempt to undermine the democracy in 2016. If this seems what is the point of, Mar- of having Dennis Prager on your show? Why? What's the point? Like, I don't understand to this point why people still watch the Bill Maher show. Yeah, Talk about that's that also a fact. I mean, why I, are you I, having to do it on the show? What is, he, what is he adding to it? How does this whole debate at work with this guy about, you know, these types of people who end up like it was, you know, Candace Owens and 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 the, you know, Katrina Pearson were on that revolt panel. And I was like, what's the point of having them on? Because they're not going to be honest about anything that's happening. They're not, you know, the moment you back them to a corner with actual facts, they'll just spew off a bunch of stuff that's not, it's not accurate. And so, what's the point of having them on? Because it's not like you're actually having a debate of, of ideas. It's someone spreading lies and not having to ever repent for them or back them up, and just to spread that misinformation and move on. Hits. And so why, so why have them on? Yeah, it's hits. That's what I came down to. It's, it's people want hits and clicks. The Joe Rogans, the Bill Myers, even Puffy, like. The one thing I was telling my friends about it was like, look, we've all known there have been, you've been doing this show, what about episode six? 
46, 40, 47 or something 40, like that. 40, yeah. 47. Yeah. So you've covered politics for a while. We both know there have been tons of black Republicans out there who are very conservative and very much GOP led, right? But what they don't do, some of them, is dive into this nonsense that we've seen in the past four or five years. Um, this always Trump uh, conspiracy theory BS that that sort of lane. But the reason these people aren't on these panels is because they won't do that. Oh, well, look, put it this way. They're not going to do that. They're going to have very rational way. conversations, but put, there's, put no, there's no space for that. Put it this way. There's a reason why you see a bunch of people asking for bringing Candace Owens on to represent black Republicans, but not Colin Powell. Exactly. Right? Or even Michael Steele, as crazy as he or, was. Yeah, or, I, I, right. I thought he was. Or even, really? yeah, Michael Steele, you know? There's a reason why Candace Owens, because you know she's going to say something that's going to generate conflict, that's going to generate controversy that's in controversy sells. Like, that is what you're doing here. And I'd rather people just admit that versus this whole idea of, well, I'm doing it to have both sides of the conversation and blah, 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 blah. That's not, yeah. nobody, nobody buying that. You know, yeah, it's not or- a real yeah. conversation. It's not. News organizations do it all the time. It's like, why did you hire? Like, there was, um, I can't remember, CNN hired, I can't remember the guy they hired, but he was a dude that then later went on and then um, shitted on uh, the military guy who's, uh, who gave uh, the, some testimony against Trump, trying to say oh, that yeah, he was like, yeah, un-American yeah. or something like that. People had to come out and be like, yo, why did you even bring this guy on? Why are you, why are you, why are you paying this dude to have these opinions when he's clearly... He's clearly making sure of being being divisive. It's because what happened? You got a bunch of responses to that, mm-hmm. and his controversy got people watching. Whether it's the small clips, or things afterwards, and that's what keeps it going. It's just what it is. Controversy sells. You know, if if everything wasn't that way, then it'd be NPR. Correct. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. That's yeah, gonna, that's and it's going to be more out. of that leading up into the election. More of this oh, yeah. misinformation. More of this. We've got to hear both sides, and let's bring this person on. And I listen. I'm okay with hearing both sides, if both sides are honest in the discussion that they're having. They're well, just not. If the other side is a is a legit side, right? And let's be honest here. A lot of this other side, they are not. They're not a side. They're opportunistic. They. Well, that's yeah. why they 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 have no. They have no morals. They have no, no foundation, which is why they're able. To, it's why you can't really trip up Candace Owen because she doesn't believe in anything. Nope. Yeah. So, so she'll just sort of tap dance around anything, right? And make a point out of anything. Exactly. So you'll switch, or or people just they do like what we were just talking about with the Harry thing, where people just move to something else. It's like you have a legit issue. You have an issue with Cynthia Arrivo. Okay, fine. And you just pivot everything around that, and so when you're found to be wrong, you just go back to the the fact. Well, somebody rewrote said this, and that's why I'm really upset. All right, cool, fine, whatever. And I just at this point, I just can't anymore. I'm I'm done arguing with these people because I feel I do feel like I feel like this is true. I feel like a lot of people are really just really unhappy. Yeah, and I feel like. Like, I used to argue with people, but not because I was unhappy, because I was just like, ah, something to do, bored, got to do it, you know, and not only that, but it's like, I genuinely wanted to have, like, I'm genuinely going like, no, you guys are wrong on this, and why are you not seeing how wrong you are on this stuff? Um, mm-hmm. But I've realized that I think a lot of people are really just in it just to trend or to get things out, or they literally just have nothing going on in their life. They're really unhappy with their lives. Like, I see this so often with some people, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? 
I just I and I told people this before. At any point, I can walk away. I kind of started doing that. I'm just gonna walk away and let y'all have this because it means mm. more to you than it does to me. So y'all have that because I just can't. Um. All right, moving on into another story. I call this the white people need natural predator, uh, natural predators, uh, thing. Um, Python found coiled around the around the dead woman's around dead woman's neck in Indiana home, owned by a sheriff with 140 snakes. I'll read that again. Oh uh, wait, <laughs> Python <laughs> Python found coiled around dead woman's neck in Indiana home, owned by sheriff with 140 snakes. A 36-year-old woman died Wednesday after she was found with an 8-foot snake wrapped around her neck in an Indiana house owned by the Benton County Sheriff Don Munson and set up specifically for a collection site, Indiana, Indiana State Police said. The woman who police had not named at, as of 12.45 uh, p.m. Thursday, pending notification of her fam, fam, family, apparently kept 140 snakes in the house, Sergeant Kim Riley, an Indiana State Police spokeswoman, said. Munson, who lives next door to the house, told journal told the Journal and Courier Thursday afternoon that he found the woman in the Blue Ranch house with snakes on Wednesday evening. Riley said that the cause of death would be determined during an autopsy. Uh, she appeared to be strangled by the snake. We do not know for a fact until we have the autopsy results. Munson told the Journal uh, and Courier that Hertz's uh, death was a tragic... So I think this, this, is, uh, this is an update. They actually did uh, find out the lady's name was something Hurst. Um that Hurst's death was a tragic accident, uh, accident with a loss of human life. He said it was being fully corrupted with everybody. Uh, the coroner, uh, let's see, da, da, da. There's another article I had on this one. Basically said that uh, seemed like she had curled up in the bed with the snake, and the snake ended up wrapping around her neck and killing her. Um, Why would you curl up with a python? It's a, yeah. it's a, yeah, yeah. It's uh yeah, yeah. But they set up. They basically set up a a a house. With uh for 140 snakes for ba- it was basically like a rescue house for snakes. Oh, well, that seems nice in theory. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, obviously, yeah. in practice, it's not working out. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Wow, Let's that's unfortunate. But that, what a terrible way to die. Jeez, it's a terrible, completely horrible way to die. Um, it's a horrible way to die. Sleep and some python just like curls up next to you and chokes, hey, the fuck, chokes you out. Like that was a, that's a horrible way to die. Like, um, yeah, her name was Laura Hurst. Uh, she was of Battleground in Indiana. Uh, owned about twenty six snakes, kept at the house. Uh, and um, let's see. It says she apparently visited the house about twice a week, uh, and the house was made for keeping snakes, and nobody else lived there. Uh, the snakes had apparently been taken from the snake that killed her. Apparently been taken from its closure. The other snakes in the house were still in their cages when the police arrived after getting a call. Uh, on nine nine p.m. on uh, just before nine p.m. on Wednesday, um, in this article it says, "Is it legal to have that many snakes? There are no laws under Indiana State Police jurisdiction affecting a house with so many snakes," uh, said uh, Kim Riley with the Indiana Indiana State Police. The Indiana Department of Natural Resources did not regulate the possession of any species of python or boa constrictor, uh, regardless of its length," said the DNR spokesperson Marty Benson. Um, Indiana does not also does not regulate pythons because they aren't uh, does not regulate pythons because they're not native to Indiana. Uh, state regulations require permits for venomous snakes and endangered species of snakes. The police were told there were no venomous snakes in the house, just ones that could grow eight feet long and kill you by strangling you to death. Wow. 
Yeah. Uh, in 2014, the Indiana Star report found that Indiana's rules for wild and exotic pets were more lenient than most surrounding states who can own just about any animal as a pet as long as they have a proper permit for it. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. White people need... Uh, white, pe- white people need... Uh, need uh, natural predators. They do. They really do. Uh, another reason why white people need natural predators. Uh, listen, I do not give a shit about the gender of your baby. I want to make that the, the gender of your baby. Oh, yeah. I saw that people died in that gender reveal. I absolutely. I don't give a fuck about it normally. I definitely don't give a fuck enough about it to die. Woman killed in gender reveal explosion was 45, 45 feet away from the d- device, but died instantly. Yeah, they said to put gunpowder in it. <sighs> Authorities what on are Monday. What you doing? Authorities on Monday, uh, this, is, uh, this is Iowa. Authorities on Monday released the name of the woman killed after she was struck by debris during a gender reveal announcement Saturday in Iowa. Uh, the woman was identified as Pamela Cormier, Cry- Cry- 56, in a news release uh, Monday from the Mar- Marin County Sheriff's Office. Sheriff uh, Jason Sandholt, uh office said in an investigation show the family members working on ways to make fun make a fun announcement of a gender uh, child's gender for social media inadvertently created a pipe bomb a Jennerville pipe bomb members of the yeah. uh, crime crime the Meyer family were experimenting with different types of explosive materials on Friday and Saturday the news release said six people including the crime including crime air and the expected mother gathered Saturday and put gunpowder inside of a homemade stand that was wielded to a metal base. Mm. They put a piece of wood on top of the gunpowder and some colored gunpowder on top of that. The stand had a hole drilled in the side for a fuse. Finally, tape. <laughs> this is crazy. A fucking That's book. a bomb. <laughs> Damn it, yo. What are you doing? How do you think bombs work? God, people are so fucking stupid, yo. Like, all this to review. Like, just. Send me an email. I don't care about the gender, your, the gender of your baby. I really don't. But if you need to do that, yeah. send me a fucking email. Like this whole like oh, this. When did this gender reveal thing become a thing? I didn't even know when. The, I don't have kids, so I don't know yeah. when gender reveals can become a thing. I didn't know this was a thing. The internet. Um, oh my god! Finally, tape. They put a. Uh, they finally, tape was wrapped over the top of the assembly. The idea was for the gunpowder to blast the color powders. <laughs> The gender on top of the stand. I'm sorry, I should not be laughing at this because a woman did die, but so, God, but she died instantly. God, this is so stupid. It is dumb. God, it is so dumb. Funny. Like I don't. What did they find this on the internet? Like how to make a pipe bomb? Decided. I mean, well, it won't be a pipe bomb because we added pink. <laughs> right. We we added food coloring. We added pink yeah, and blue powder to so the gun did. to the gunpowder. So it's not going to be a bomb anymore. Oh, it's going to be God. a reveal. Um, get a smoke bomb. Get a smoke but bomb. But the right, yeah, you can definitely get colored smoke bombs, right? It's, it's easy, yeah. and they don't they don't explode like that. They don't explode. Uh, they they just, don't explode. The they color, just, just, the, color the smoke comes out, which right. is which is the desired effect. <laughs> it's not. You don't want a big bang. Jesus, man. But the explosion instead sent metal shrapnel flying. Crimer, who was standing with family members about forty five feet away, was struck instantly with a piece of metal that struck her on the head. The news release: they could have all died. They could have all, all of them. All of them could have died. Like, I'm sorry, I hate to say it this way, but they are lucky that only one person died. All of them could have died. 
All of them could have died. Um, uh, the debris continued flying for well over a hundred more yards. Sentinel was oh, it, they made a bomb. They bomb. made a bomb bomb. Like you made an actual bomb. Sentinel also released a statement. This family got together for what they thought was going to be a happy event with no intention for anyone to get hurt. You built a bomb. You built a bomb. You built a bomb. Yeah. Only only Americans can do something like this and build a bomb and go, I thought nobody was going to get hurt. What ended up having was the Pamela Cremeyer, uh, a wife, mother, and grandmother, was killed by a piece of metal where metal stand, gunpowder, and colored powder were involved. This is a reminder that any time someone mixes these things, there's a high potential for a serious injury or death. Please do not take unnecessary risks. My condolences go out to the family. So, that's one, right? Here's the thing. That wasn't the only one. So there's another one? The Waukee Fire Department, also in Iowa, announced Tuesday that a gender reveal explosion over the weekend shook homes more than two miles away. Oh, Authorities wow. said that the gender reveal incident took place Sunday just outside of Waukee city limits on a vacant lot offside of uh, Ute Street. The explosion occurred one day after a gender reveal incident in Knoxville that killed 56-year-old Pamela Crimer. So it's the second one. Waukee Fire Department uh, Captain Tommy... Uh, Tysdale says that the property owner used a a, a, a Tannerite gender reveal boombox kit. They shot it with a, vi- a rifle, which is legal. They're in the county, so they are not in the city limits of Waukee. So as far as we know, it's legal. Waukee uh, residents felt the blast, said that the, le- that the legality of the gender reveal kit brings brings little comfort. I ran out the back trying to figure it out. I looked at my neighbor's yard. Everyone behind me looked at me like it looked like they were intact. My wife and I just stared at each other. And we're like, what was what was that? Uh, said resident uh, Kelsey Malone. I thought it was something in the basement. I looked at the basement, checked the stairs, checked the garage. Tyson said no injuries were reported in the explosion, but the injury is always possible. Anytime you're uh, you're dealing with any type of explosion, um, it is dangerous. Now I got to look this up. I got to look and see what this, do. they actually have a kit. For this, uh, there's a, a so you, you you use the kit to make this gender reveal thing, and people are, are people like just trying to spice it up a bit and then blowing themselves up. I don't know. I'm I'm about to let me. We're gonna, we're doing some live. This this is live podcasting here, folks. So this is how we find this stuff out. We uh, we do this right now because I probably should have done this before, but I didn't look it up. So let me. Let me see. I just assumed people were buying gender reveal stuff from like a party store. Okay, not so, make not making them at home. All right, so the boombox. It's kind of what we said before. It, it already comes with the powder, so they don't have to mix it themselves like the other idiots did. Um, it contains cornstarch. It might light on fire to the friction. <laughs> Please be careful to place your target in a location that does not have anything flammable nearby. Uh, let's see here. Uh, it is... Yeah, so the the, the Tannerite gender reveal boombox is everything you need for a gender reveal with the color blades, color powder, and one pound a Tannerite brand binary rifle target, all wrapped in one beautiful package. The package conceal, uh, powder is concealed, so no one will know what color is inside. Just open the per- perforated flap on the front of the box, mix the target according to the directions. The box contained uh, color blues, uh, color blazes, pink or blue color powder. And one pound of Tannerite brand target. So I'm assuming that's one pound of basically gunpowder that explodes. Wow. Directions are printed on the box and, the, and on the target. Please note if somebody. They actually have a video of this. Of the explosion? Yeah. Hold on. Let me see. 
Yeah, it's. I'm looking at this go. Yeah, they, oh god, these people are so fucking dumb. So you basically have you basically have a rifle. You shoot at it, and it explodes. Off oh god. It. No. So what I'm thinking is, cause what I'm seeing in these, it doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like it made a lot of noise. But I'm wondering if what they did, whoever did this, probably maybe spice it up a little bit. Yeah, try to add extra stuff to it. God, this is because so... it doesn't sound dangerous from what you're reading. I'd imagine they tried to like you know augment it in some way to make it more a bigger reveal and end up creating a bigger bomb instead of a bigger smoke. Just get a smoke bomb or just don't do it. Yeah, how about we just don't do it? People and record them for the internet, for Facebook and Instagram and, you know, oh, we're going to record the gender of our baby and we're all, all going to find out and it's, I'd imagine it's it, fun hopefully for the people having the child, but here's the thing. Here's not the thing. Here's not the thing. making a bomb. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. No one gives a fuck about the ginger of your baby. <laughs> I know you you need to hear that. You need to hear that. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about the ginger of your baby. Nobody. Not even you, really. Because what's going to happen if your baby, you're expecting a boy, but you get a girl. Or you get a non-binary. What does this fucking matter, you having a baby? All right? You're growing a fucking human being inside of you. Yeah. Is your baby healthy? Is your baby healthy? And even if it's not, what are you going to do? I mean, like... Who the fuck cares? It's not enough. One, it's not enough to lose your life over. And two, it's not enough to scare some people in the middle of fucking nowhere in Iowa into thinking they're under a terrorist attack. All right? Like, yeah. just fucking stop. Yeah. It's not. Don't that. worry. It's not a terrorist. We're just having a boy. Oh, okay, right, cool. Right, right. <laughs> right. We're just having a bit of it. Jesus Christ, folks. Like, what is. <sighs> Jesus. Yeah, they won't, they won't stop. Um, so, uh, we got that. Um, speaking of dumb, uh, hold on, come on, pull this up. It's not coming up all of a sudden. I had this article. I'm trying to read them off my, because my, uh, uh, laptop's about to die, so I'm trying to read them on my phone. Uh, this is from a few weeks ago. We missed this one. I know there's a lot of stories in Trump land and stuff like that going on with the impeachment process, stuff like that. I'll be honest, folks, right. I'm not going to cover any of that shit. Let me know. <laughs> we all we let, know it's bad. Let me know when he, if he gets impeached and removed from office. Until that point, I'm gonna be honest. None of the shit bothers. None of the shit moves me. None of the like. And you want you wonder why it doesn't move me. And I'll say it real quick. Here's why it doesn't move me. Nothing that anybody is saying right now and getting fully on record and stuff like that is anything that anybody should be remotely surprised by. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're right. So, and the Republicans are already showing that they are going to do everything in their power to be idiots and and try to support them as much as they can. So, at this point, I'm just like, vote. Do you want Trump out of office? Do you want him held accountable? Vote. That's what I'm. That's what I'm betting my game on. If somehow impeachment does work and they get him out that way, I I'll, I'll take it. I'm not going to not take it. And I'll, I'll eat that. I'll be wrong on that one. I'll, I'll be happily wrong on that one. But I'd rather just put something that I know would 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 definitely work, voting, and getting that of office. I also don't give a shit right now about the different. Like I know Beto dropped out. Um, yeah, apparently, there's that. some news that Buttigieg, the the uh, the uh, mayor of South Bend, is now mm-hmm. kind of surging in Iowa stuff like that. But he's like polling at zero percent with black people and Latino voters. So that means. He's also not a real candidate, so I don't give a shit about him either. Um, and it, apparently some people are trying to blame, again, once again, blame black people for being homophobic. And that's why 
uh, they're not voting no, for, for we him. No, we don't own homophobia. Stop right. Um, and it can't be possibly be the fact that he also has a terrible uh, uh, history with black people in his um, you know, town. Yeah, so that's, that's that. a real thing. That's a real thing. So there's that. So you know, um, yeah. So I, I just why I don't give a shit. I don't care. You let me know. I know a lot of people are working on that stuff. You let me know what happens by the time Maryland votes. Hopefully, I'll be in my new house at that point. Uh, but by the time Maryland votes, uh, we'll probably already know who the the uh, the uh, nominee is anyway. So I'll deal with it then. At this point, none of the shit moves me, matters to me. I don't care. I just don't. Just tell me who I need to vote for. Who's not Trump? I'm there. So not covering any of that stuff, but I do want to cover uh, the fact that uh, some of them are really dumb criminals. Uh, all of them around them are idiots, and I love anything that makes the former mayor of New York look bad. Rudy D- Giuliani butt dials NBC reporter, her discussing <laughs> need for cash and trashing the Bidens. Uh, <sighs> Late in the night on October 16th, Rudy Giuliani made a phone call to this reporter. The fact that Rudy Giuliani was reaching out wasn't remarkable. He and the reporter had spoken earlier that evening for a story about his ties to, the, uh, to a fringe Iranian opposition group. But this call, it would soon become clear, wasn't a typical case of a source following up with a reporter. The call came in at 11.07 p.m. and went to the voicemail. The reporter was asleep. The next morning, the message exactly three minutes long was sitting in the reporter's voicemail. In the recording, the words t- tumbled out of Juliana's mouth were not directed to the reporter. He was speaking to someone else in the room. Juliana could be heard discussing overseas dealings, lamenting the need for cash. It was difficult to discern the full context of the conversation. The call appears to be one of the... Most unfortunate faux pas, which is known as the casual parlance, a butt dial. It wasn't the first time this happened. You know, Julianne said at the start of the recording, Charles would have a hard time with a fraud case because he didn't do any due diligence. It wasn't clear who Charles is or who may have been implicated in fraud. And the fact much of the message the first minute is difficult to comprehend, in part because the, com- the voice of the, other, uh, of the other man in the conversation is muffled and barely intelligible. Um, yeah. Uh, so, really, Giuliani... Uh, is an idiot and butt dialed a reporter that basically kind of went into dealing about how he doesn't have any cash and all this other yeah. stuff. Like, <sighs> yeah, of course he did. I think what bothers me the most is they're not even like, and this goes through, it's, we can go all the way back to the George W. We can go further back to this, but I'll just stick with the George W. Bush era too. They're not even smart criminals. That's what, that's what no. drives me crazy. Right? They're not even smart criminals. Like, dress it up, pretend, lie to me. Right? Right. Don't, don't, don't make it so fucking easy. And then have your cronies come out and try to tell me that what I heard and what I saw isn't real. It clearly is real. Just, this is why it's so tiring for me. This is why I refuse to cover it that much because what's the point? It's exhausting, to say the least. It's, it's exhausting hearing the news. I could imagine trying to talk about it in a real way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Fuck them. Um, so that was interesting. Let's see. I have one other story here that was going to be. What was it? Um, oh, yeah. And then also, just because they're also horrible people. Um, so <sighs> Trick or Treat was at the, at the White House. They had a Halloween party. Oh, God. 
Children were to build the wall at the Halloween White House Halloween party. A Halloween party on October 25th at the Eisenhower Executive Office Building featured candy, paper planes, paper airplanes, and concerning for some attendees, a station where children were encouraged to help build the wall with their own personalized bricks. That's even funnier. Photos of the children mural were uh, with the paper wall were provided to Yahoo News. The, the party, which took place inside the office building used by the White House staff, included the families of the executive branch employees and VIP guests inside and outside of the government. Even though many of the attendees were members of Trump's, President Trump's administration, not everyone thought the Halloween game was a treat. Horrified. We were horrified, said the person who was there and requested anonymity to avoid professional re- retaliation. Here's the problem. Here's mm-hmm. the problem. Why are you horrified if you are working with this administration? You should know this is par for the course. Uh, the Eisenhower Executive Office building stands across from the White House and has a large portion of the White West Wing. Uh, support staff in its home. Uh, 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 the build the build the wall mural was the first was on the first floor outside the speechwriter's office next to the office of digital strategy, and featured red paper bricks each bearing the name of a child. Uh, large letters on the display spelled out "Build the wall." Ch- kids dressed as superheroes, ninjas were given brick colored. Paper cards and told to write their name with a marker and tape them to the wall. Alongside the paper wall were signs, including the ones that read America First, a slogan often used by President Trump that had been pr- criticized because it was previously employed by the KKK. Wow. <sighs> Again, it's exhausting. Like, why are you bringing up kids to the White House to do that? They don't want to be building a wall. On Halloween, give them some free candy, send them on their way. Do a costume contest. <sighs> Just... I got nothing. Yeah, I... it's, it's 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 a mess. Stop stop doing that to your kids, man. Let them let them live. Uh, speaking of as a mess, and and this weekend no one is canceled. Uh, apparently Harvey Weinstein made an appearance at a comedy club. And uh, the women who heckled him were kicked out. Harvey Weinstein turned up at an event for young actors. A woman confronted him and was thrown out. Uh, a woman comedian was booed and two attendees kicked out after they protested the appearance of disgraced Hollywood producer Harvey Weinstein at an event for young performers in uh, Lower Manhattan on Wednesday night. Weinstein turned up with, with an entourage to watch Actors Hour, a monthly event dedicated to artists at a downtown bar in the Lower East Side. One comedian, Kelly uh, Bachman, called him out in her, sta- on, on, in her act on stage, referring to him as the elephant in the room and Freddy Cougar. I didn't know we had to bring our own Mason and rape whistles to the Actors Hour. <laughs> That's it's, pretty, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> some, audi- some audience members, uh, mostly men, started booing, shut up, said one person. This kills at group therapy for rape survivors, replied Bachman, who knew herself was a rape survivor. Bachman said, fuck you to Weinstein before continuing on with her set. I'm comfortable enough to, be, to talk about my experience when I'm sitting in a room with a monster that people are supporting. It just sucks the air out of my chest, Bachman told BuzzFeed News. Dozen women, including many of the prominent actors who can't have, have come forward, including many prominent actors who come forward with allegations of sexual assault against some former movie mogul. Uh, Weinstein is due to stand trial in January in New York City over rape allegations. Bachman told BuzzFeed News that she had previously had nightmares of Weinstein and that seeing him in an audience during a gig with a nightmare come to life. It's kind of felt like an old school Harvey to me having his own table in Lower East Side bar surrounded by actors. A woman during her comedy set, in which uh, which is about sex, she yelled, consent is important, and stared directly at Weinstein. 
I didn't want to make everyone. I didn't want to make everyone comfortable, and I didn't want to make light of this person and make everyone feel good about it. She said she was frustrated by it with Weinstein's presence had affected her ability to perform the stand-up set since the event was going to be recorded, annoyed that she didn't call him out further. Mom always tells me to reject Satan, but I, always, I wish I had said more. Zoe Stuckless, a 21-year-old actor, told BuzzFeed they were that they were hor- uh, that they were horrified after recognizing Weinstein um, at uh, the booth across from them. Stuckless, who uses they/them pronouns, said that Weinstein entered the venue using a walker. Oh, God, so this is a, he, he, so wait. So is he doing? Is he pulling a? Is he wait, pulling wait, a Cosby? The, 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 he's pulling a Cosby. The Cosby? He's pulling a Cosby. Pull a Cosby. Where he now all of a sudden he has fucking ailments and he needs to use a walker. <sighs> Into the ven- venue using a walker initially didn't suspect anything unusual, but as uh, but as the booth began filling up with younger act women and older men ensued, Stuckless said it became clear that it was a disgrace to Hollywood mogul. Um, a- as his little booth fu- filled out. His demeanor changed, and it became apparent that it was uh, who we thought he was, said Suckless. Uh, when Bachman mentioned Weinstein's presence during the set, Suckless was grateful that someone had, someone was acknowledging what the entire room was whispering about. I was sitting there, and was like, surely the event organizer will say something. Now she brought it up, and, the, and, and can't be denied. The show's MC made no mention of it. Later, a male comedian joked about Bachman bringing up Weinstein. I like to address the elephant in the room, said uh, a- uh, Andrew B. Silas, a comedian visiting from Florida. Who in this room produced Goodwill Hunting? Because that shit was great. Wow. Oh, God. What a terrible piece of shit. Uh, Silas told BuzzFeed that shortly before performing, one of the show performers asked performer not to mention Weinstein's presence. Silas said he did not mean for his goodwill hunting crack to support um, Weinstein, but instead was intended to play off and remind people of Bachman's earlier joke. Yeah, you did a terrible job at that. Yeah. Yeah, that's not how it came across. Her courage was incredible, said Silas via DM. I didn't want Kelly to feel alone. I didn't want to tread on her, honestly, and if, I, and if he didn't want attention, I was going to give him attention. Eh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Silas so said he, was there, he had three gin and tonics before performing today. He planned a joke about asking Weinstein where to obtain chloroform, but someone told me that it would be in poor taste. I swear I'm not a piece of shit. Sounds like you are a piece of shit, because that is, a, that is yeah. in poor taste. That actually was. Yeah, that's terrible. It's not even funny. Uh, Silas said that after his bit, he walked past Weinstein and struck at him a bit, but the two did not speak. However, Stuckler said that uh, watching the male comedian engage with Weinstein after his joke ex- upset them. That's when I felt such uh, anger and shame and fear bubbling in my gut. That Simon was allowed to be in that space, allowed to be laughing, and that the comic was able to demean the person that went went up before him. Stuckler said that they could not believe the warm support for Weinstein and that the organizers seemed encouraging. I mean, but honestly, to, I'll, I'll push back on this and say, well, how can you not believe the support? The same thing happened with right. Louis C.K. Louis C.K. right now is also doing like a 14-city uh, tour. So, like, yeah. Like, I'm not to, not to demean um, this person's, this actor's uh, uh, feelings or the, 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 the comedian before uh, uh, that, was the, that, that said something before, the, the female comedian before them. But, like, yeah. This is, people are shit. Like, People are gonna ride that Weinstein train until they until it falls off. Until they know that he's officially gone, they're gonna do that. Right. So but yeah, like I, I don't understand I don't understand how as an actor or actress you're still sitting around and you're gonna sit at a table with Harvey Weinstein. Exactly. Uh yeah, think- it's 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 odd. I mean I think <clears throat> did you watch that Netflix Netflix show about the girl who was raped? No, I heard about it though. I heard it's really good though. 
it's great. But there's one scene in the show where they're they're talking about this this FBI guy who's working on the case with them and how he cares. But um, one of the characters says something I think is reminds me of this Harvey Weinstein story, which she asked, "Well, where's his outrage? Like he's not outraged by any of this. He knows it's wrong, and he can say stuff, but there's no real outrage. And if, if men were assaulted at the same clip as women, there would be outrage from them, and these jokes and and being funny about Weinstein wouldn't be good. Like you wouldn't do that because you would understand why people are outraged about this behavior. But since men don't carry that same level of outrage, they can do this stuff and say, Oh, I thought it was, you know, uh, in, in good taste or, you know what I mean? Make all these concessions for why they're joking or, or, you know, saying hello to him in a booth and, and not understand why the women comedians up on stage are absolutely outraged that he's even in the room. It's funny. You mentioned that there's a ad going around now. I think it's for, a um, underwear company i can't remember what it is and they have this ad where basically it's um talking about periods but it's all the men and like boys talking about having periods and things like that and it basically makes the same argument you're making it was like you know if if men get got periods we wouldn't we would talk about this more often it's like it's a really well, good ad um and uh, i was like it caught me off guard i was like i was, it was like hey dad i have my period i'm looking i'm looking at this like is this a trans inclusive ad or something like that and i was like it doesn't right. go that level but it's like it's basically like if men got periods if it was something that both men and women got then we would have more conversations about this and things would be different so it was a very it was something that caught me off guard but it goes right into what you were saying uh going back to this stuckless did confront uh weinstein um, uh, tell me what's your name when they asked Weinstein in a video obtained by BuzzFeed. Weinstein places elbows on a table while men, while another man next to him was heard speaking to Stuckless. They said that the man, the, the, they said the man accompanying Weinstein told them it was none of their business and they had no right to ask. Nobody's going to say anything. Oh, wow. in the video, their friend filmed later posted on Facebook. Nobody's really going to say anything. Um, Stuckless was then asked to leave the venue. I'll get out of here. That's fine. I'm happy to leave, but nobody's going to say anything. I'm going to stand four feet from a fucking rapist, and no one is going to say anything. So like I said, they were out, uh, they were ushered out of the room by a, a woman and a man. The guy leading me up the stairs just repeated, just repeating due process, due process to me. So who, who asked a man if he worked at the bar, he did not respond. The downtown bar has not responded to the busy's request for a comment, but posted a note on his Facebook page, apparently re- referring to Tuckless as a heckler. Uh, shortly in the evening, one guest began heckling another, causing a disturbance in, to everyone uh, to everyone in attendance. For several requests to stop were ignored, we kindly asked the heckler to leave. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, moments after Stuckless yeah. confronted Weinstein, so did Am- Amber Rollo, a 31-year-old comedian who had attended the show to support her friend Bachman. She's right, Rollo told Weinstein. You're a fucking monster. What are you doing here? Fuck you. Rollo said one of the men accompanying Weinstein called her a cunt in response uh, while another woman at a Weinstein table guided her outside, Rolo said she was disappointed that Weinstein was welcoming at the event and that those who questioned his presence were booed and removed from the venue. I'm a rape survivor myself, said Rolo. I thought that everyone agreed that Weinstein was a bad person. Other people were, are questionable. He's the worst of the worst. I thought we all knew that. Alexandra Liberty. Libertar, the uh, organizer of Actors Hour told BuzzFeed News it was the second time Weinstein had turned up to one of her events. Liberty added she doesn't have a security team, and rather than turn Weinstein away, she thought the, the community would address him. I welcome all walks of, walks of life in my space. That's not an answer you want to give. No, that's when, not it. When asked why all she, walks of life. <laughs> yeah, when asked why she allowed Weinstein to attend the event, specifically intended to support and encourage young actors when she had been when he has been accused of sexually assaulting and arresting a dozen of them, uh, Alexandra told Buzzfeed, "I protect them by freedom of speech." 
Comedians made fun of him, said the 26-year-old actor. This one lady stood up, screamed at him. People walked out, which was fantastic. But you guys also forced out the woman. And uh, you forced out one woman and then one one person out. You forced out two people who confronted him. But in a follow-up yeah. state, a statement, uh, statement shared on the Actors Hour's Facebook page, the organization uh, said it apologized wholeheartedly for the way the situation was handled. Hmm. Yeah. Of course they apologized. They realized that they messed up. <sighs> yeah. So, there you guys have it. I just, I don't know. I'm... I'm glad those women said something. I'm, uh, I'm, it's disheartening to hear they got escorted out. The only recourse at that point to escort them out, but um, I would have had him leave. The thing that gets uh, me, yeah, the thing that made me better for me is at this point, um, men need to start taking that burden, right? It would, to right. me, it would make more, it would, make, it would have had more effect if there were men who came up and, 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 took that weight just like when we would rather have white people come up and stand up and fight when there's some racist shit going on that's how you be an actual ally sitting around and letting letting others do this work nah no no that's not it yeah all right all right last thing before we get out of here you know what time it is Uh, great moments of my privilege, and this one's going to be a really short one. It's it's not long. It's pretty easy. It's pretty short. I might even just read the the, the headline and let it go. Felicity Huffman released from prison before ending fourteen day <laughs> sentence and cause emission scam. I knew this was going to be it. Yeah. Desperate Housewife star Felicity Huffman was released from prison Friday in in Northern California after serving just just under her two week sentence and and uh, in a cause emission scandal. That's where the lengths of some wealthy, wealthy parents will go to get their children to the top university. Uh, Huffman began her, her, her 14-day sentence on October 15th in a federal correction institution in Dublin, uh, a low-security prison for women in the San Francisco Bay Area. She was released as part of the policy regarding inmates who are set to be released on, on weekends, according to prison officials. I mean, that's, yeah. it. that's, that's the story. That's the story. I, I got nothing yeah. else. I mean, it just like, well, yeah, she's I mean, home now. Chill. Right, right. She's served her hard. I guess what thirteen days? How long before she's back on TV? Right, right. Talking about how 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 ch- prison changed her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Giving some interview on the View. Uh, I, maybe she, maybe she'll go the uh, Martha Tour route. <laughs> yeah, I, I just like to run. Sorry, sorry to. I just like to remind everybody, Mar- Martha Stewart is a convicted felon. <laughs> just got to yeah. remind people about that. <laughs> yeah. I always love that that image of her and 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 um and Snoop, Snoop and Snoop by each other. And everybody's like, one of these people is a convicted felon, and the other one is a rapper. <laughs> it's so yeah. good. It's so good. Um, Real I, quick rebrand. Yeah, I mean. Who knows? Uh, who uh, who's the other one that, that that's out there who pleaded not guilty? Who might get the book thrown at her? Um, oh yeah, I saw that. Uh, I can't remember her, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But I doubt it. Any of the, all these people kind of fucking walk. Like it's all right, cool, whatever. I'm just I'm over it. I'm over it. So <laughs> anyway, that's all I got. Hey man, tell folks where they can find you and what you got coming up on your side. 
Uh, they can find me on peoplescriticblog.com, uh, peoplescritic on Twitter, um, Instagram. Uh, you know, reviews coming up. Uh, I'm actually going to be on Good uh, New Day Northwest on Beyond Television. It's going to be my third time doing TV this year. Uh, so I'll be on television November 25th talking about fall movies. Nice. So, yeah, so I'll, I'll post that clip when it when it shows up. Yeah, so, yeah. awesome. Um, here, uh, again, we told you what the schedule is going to be like uh coming out we are moving the arrow in and flash reviews this week to sunday uh this week for movie reviews you'll get something for dr sleep and ford versus ferrari so stay tuned for those we have those coming out and um yeah make sure you guys subscribe insanity check and thank you guys very much for listening we'll be back in a week till next time we're out of here peace